welcome friends to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beers and video games. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 286 and I'm here with Lucy. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. Hi. And Adele. Hey. Hey. I assume you're both good. Yeah, pretty good. Thank good. you. Yeah. How are you? I've, I've had more time off than... Than I normally do. As an unemployed person, I feel like the past three months have basically been time off, but not time off in the unemployed sense. Okay. Um, yes. Because because I went away to Cornwall for the weekend and then stayed in Plymouth last week, which is why uh, there was a much more coherent episode last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that, we're not about coherency. It's fine. We're all about drinking and getting crunk. Yeah. Doing the old crunch. Twitch dance and, and stuff um let's jump into this episode um and drink some beers this week we're sponsored essentially by a brewery um lucy you and i mentioned last week uh, that we had some beers from hacked and mm-hmm. i can't remember how we said it but when i went and visited Adol last night he very well told me how it was pronounced it's hacked. Hacked. Yeah. Hacked. Hacked. That anyway. sounds like I've got something in my throat and need to spit it out. The way good. I'm yes. saying the way I'm saying it. I mean, Bill's that is it. that is a lot of uh, of Dutch pronunciation for yeah. for an an English speaking person. Um, but you've uh, been to Dutchland and uh, <laughs> you. you <laughs> Just offending ah, yes. them. Just offending them immediately. But thanks, so, thanks for sponsoring yeah. us. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for sending these beers over. We're going to yeah. uh, get into them. They uh, kindly sent us over um, four different beers. So we're going to go through all four of them uh, this evening. Um, and I believe both of you had the box with the little uh, a bit of paper in. Um, yeah. Uh, and I can't remember exactly what their tagline is. But it's something like the best Belgian brewery you've never heard of, because uh, I don't think they've ever had beers over here. Like, mm. this is, this yeah, is, I no, don't believe part so. Of the, part of the push. I've heard of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, technically, they say the biggest Belgian brewery you've never heard of. Ah, okay. Oh yes, autofocus, kill me. There, <laughs> you did that. Just not going to work at all. Is it? <laughs> no. And I've thrown the card out. So now I can't even read the flavor thing. The flavor text. Um, let's open some beers. Um, yeah, because w- when I, you know, follow the the Instagram and stuff like that, I was like, oh my god, this is like a huge brewery. I was like, wow. Like yeah. I've never never heard of these guys, but you know. I, I, and I was just, I mean, just made me even more excited to taste the beers. It's like these guys have been around for a long time. The big outfit. Yep. Yep. And some of the styles we don't usually have, we don't see enough of over here. And I was just like, I need, I, I, I was like, the blonde and the brown, sorry, spoilers, but I was just like, yeah, I need, <laughs> I need some of this. I don't get enough of these styles. Um, and what you, from Belgium as well. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Why don't you then, Lucy, let us know what you are drinking first. Yeah, I am going to be drinking, me and, me and Dill, you're drinking this as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the Flandrian uh, Super Super Eight. Um, it's six point four percent. 
You see? Uh, oh, okay, it's bottled in the brewery. Good job it's in a language also that I can understand. <laughs> um, was there a, Have you got the piece of paper, Adil? Have you got any... I do, yeah. Do you want me to... Yeah, so Super 8... I, uh, sorry, where we're at Super 8 Flanderin, it's a spicy team leader, 6.4%. Its appearance should be a blonde beer with proper Belgian head. The bouquet is hints of vanilla and wood, and the flavor is full of character and flavored with hops, coriander, oak, and vanilla. Easy drink for the go-getters. Which are us. We are the go-getters, oh, Lucy. Oh, I'm yeah, like and it's on in English as well. I was I was there reading the French. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's, Eng- it's in English right <laughs> afterwards. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Does it give you all that flavor text on the bottle as well? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, um, good. Yeah. On the back, yeah. Nice, yes. good. Will you guys get those open? Oh, I do. I, I'm just nice to mention that they all got uh, different caps, so they yes. will be going into my cap collection. Which you know, it's uh, slow going these days with yeah. all the cans. So yeah, these will be nice. Good, good. Um, I'm also going to drink uh, a Super Eight beer, but I'm going to have the IPA. Um, it's six percent. The little bit of flavour text on the back says a balanced interpretation of the hoppy beer type IPA. Typical level of bitterness, but with additional citrus and grapefruit notes. Um, it doesn't give me sort of much more than that. It does give you a little bit like it should drink at uh, 8 degrees uh, centigrade. It's got 38 EBUs, 25 EBC, and it gives me the energy, I think, as well, per 100 mil. Um, 207 kilojoules. I don't know Jules. what's KJ. Kilojoules? Kilojoules. Yeah. Um, I do like, I don't know what this is though. I don't know if you can just see if whether it'll, yeah. it might not focus quite enough, but there's this little symbol that just has other on it. Oh, yeah. And it just oh, looks it's like a recycling it, symbol. It's a recycling symbol. Ah, it's a recycling yeah. symbol. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Good. It's my glasses. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously, it's from Brewery Hacked Brasserie. Mm. Brewery Hacked Brasserie. Mm. Um, does it say on there whether it's vegan or anything like that? No, not that I can see, at least. Uh, don't drive when you're drinking it. Don't be pregnant when you're drinking it either. Standard kind of okay. stuff, too, yeah. on those. I will yeah. crack this uh, and come back to both of you. Lucy, you have poured. Mm, yes, because I wanted to say, Ben, hurry up, because this smells... Divine. <laughs> Go for it. Go. You've got all the just time now. Got those. To take it in. <laughs> Thank you. Just like those spicy, like clovey, a uh, bit of clove, bit of banana. That, that estery kind of smell that you get from. Oh, just. Oh, it smells divine. I don't know if it's because I haven't had a you know blonde beer or you know it's beer like this in a long time, but mm. it's. it's Smells really good, but yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's clear. It's very much, um, you know, blonde. Um, poured a nice, uh, probably about a one finger head. It's slowly dissipated. It's just very small now, probably like half a finger. But yeah, that smell. Oh, lovely. Have you tasted it yet, Adil? Or? No, I was. Uh, I was also. Admiring the smell. Mm. I, I do get that same banana. I'm getting a bit of the vanilla, I think they mentioned. Um, okay. Off the aroma as well. Um, but I, I'm, I'm 
But curiously, not not as much wood as I would have thought from the, mm. the description. I'm getting a lot more of the banana. And like you said, a little bit of that slight spice in there as well. Mm. And, I mean, all, all that spice carries through in the flavor. Mm. God, that's a good beer. <laughs> that is one of the most refreshing beers I've had in a long time. Just yeah. one sip, and it's... It's got just enough carbonation to, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's really, open up on the tongue. Yeah, it's it's but like it's not that. It, it's like really thin, but not in a bad way. It's like okay. you know, it's not heavy. It's it, it's it, it. I don't want to say watery because that has a negative connotation, but it mm. is. You can tell that the water quality is really good in this because it, it is just so smooth and um, what's the word I'm trying to get? Basically, it tastes good. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, I think it, I think it's very crisp, as you say, and it's very refreshing in that sense. Um, as you say, just a l- there's not much carbonation. There's a few bubbles rising from the bottom, but it's not a lot of carbonation. But you're still getting that like kind of crisp taste. I, I don't know if it's because it's like slightly dry on the end, and the taste mm. um, finishes quite quickly with. It was like kind of a creamy malty almost kind of finish as well. Yeah, I was going to say it, it dries the mouth out just a little, wanting making you want to grab a, um, another taste. But because it's so tasty, I don't begrudge it that. Like it mm-hmm. do some beers which dry you out. It, it doesn't dry you out. It just just like Lucy said, just leaves you a bit dry, wanting for more. I'm getting that um, vanilla. I'm not getting much of that vanilla. I don't know if that's the right. kind of like creaminess that I'm tasting at the end. I think that's kind of... that's what I think mm-hmm. that is. The vanilla's coming out in the in the yeah. in the finish. I've, I'm also getting coriander. I thought that, that might be like the malt, malt like mm. the malt uh, bringing me that kind of flavor at the finish. But yeah, perhaps it's um, vanilla. But yeah, and I might just be saying that because it, it is a bit woody and a bit sweet in that mm-hmm. finish, and that's very close to yeah. like the main notes of vanilla. Um, there's some other spice going on there, but again, it's really just a, it's crisp is exactly, I think when Lucy mentioned that, my brain was like, aha, this is, this is the word I was looking for. Mm. It's crisp, but it's not really forward. Okay. It's quite like it's crisp without being super strong. So again, like you can see like the head is almost all gone. Mm. That's the low carbonation, but it's it still feels like a vibrant crisp beer even because of the tastes because of the tasting notes the balance of sort of the short taste uh, window of where the flavor is full on before it fades away all of that just makes it like a nice light like nice light jab to the face yeah it's like yeah, ah, that was agree. nice it, it versus got... like a, a super ipa that punches you in the face right like it's just ah, it's really delicate and yet Everything there is pronounced. Absolutely, like that delicacy and like kind of like reservedness, where it's like, yes, it's not overly crisp, but it's not overly hoppy, it's not overly carbonated, but you're still getting that really crisp, you know, refreshing sensation. And yeah, I I really like that. That's good. good like, I mean, um, it's almost all gone already. So. <laughs> I was going to say this beer's <laughs> not going to last like, yeah, like, at all. It's talking of super IPAs, then I better crack into mine, isn't <laughs> I? Um, it's the super. Oh, it's much IPA. darker. It's very. It's a, it's a lot darker. I'd be interesting to know what super eight means. Why we, you know, two of the beers are from a range, maybe super eight. Um, but this IPA, it's got a lovely nose, lots of grapefruit, but this nice. 
kind of malty note to the nose as well like that, that, that punches through as well maybe a little bit kind of burnt toffee something like that hmm okay it's much more of a like trad english ipa it's not like a craft okay. crafty kind of ipa you know that yeah. grapefruit flavor, that grapefruit flavor is there, but it's led much more by the malts, which again are coming mm. through as a little bit of sort of um, a little bit toffee, slight tiny tiny squint of squint, no hint of sweetness, <laughs> not squint of hintness. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of as you would sort of expect from a darker oh, okay. IPA. Yeah. You know, right, when, you, okay. when you would think of yeah. something that's maybe a little bit more trad over here. Uh, again, like, something that's probably bottled from a smaller brewery. It's mm. not um, that kind of like mass market. You know, it's not like Speckled Hen or, or uh, Spitfire or something like that. It's got a little bit more flavour to it than, than those kinds of things. And it yeah. feels, at least mouth quality wise, a little bit nicer as well. Um, so is it like classic West Coast? As in like, this is more bitter than it, you it, know, your juice It does nowadays. feel like it's edging that way. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does have a bitterness to it, but it's not big. It's it's quite. It's kind of a medium bitterness, I okay. suppose. You know, it, it's yeah, and it stems very much from that grapefruit as well. You know, you're getting that grapefruit flavour, and that's the thing that is then leading into the bitterness. Right. Um, but that slightly sweet malt flows through the entire flavour as well. So even though that bitterness yeah. kicks in, it still has that nice malty sweetness to mm-hmm. it as well. And I say it's it's maybe not not too sweet. It's sort of more burnt kind of toffee sort of end. Okay, so so as you say, like English kind of like a Moorish like um not all, I'm quite trying to think of the style that's probably best suits it other than like an IPA. Well, um, I mean, it, it, just, is, it is like an IPA. It's just like mm. an IPA from 10 years ago. Yeah, um, okay. But, but a slightly elevated version mm-hmm. of that. It's not quite as down and dour and watery <laughs> as... Um, as That's the ones that were over here. Exactly, as most people picture <laughs> in their minds as a sort of an English IPA. Mm. Um, you know, if... Yeah, because I, I was wondering in, what kind of time period we in. Are we in like the... the the part where it's like okay the west coast ipa very popular over in america and then we started doing that again yeah and it was mm. like that so we're in that kind of period the the doldrums yeah. after it's, it's, the style it, came back yes okay. and it's not quite west coast uh ipa mm-hmm. it doesn't hit quite as big as as that but it does have those uh those notes to it it just may be a little mm-hmm. bit more reserved um it probably sits in between that kind of, you know, okay. you know that that kind of English IPA that you get in the supermarket, mm-hmm. and a West Coast IPA. It's kind of somewhere in the middle of that, in terms of the uh, um, sort of the level of flavour uh, mm-hmm. and the um, how, kind of how it's delivered. I suppose, uh, unlike yours, it's it it has a touch of carbonation there's not much to it at all uh, um and it isn't you know it's not like that crisp kind of uh beer it's very much more yeah. of a um sort of sit and be able to kind of sink three four of these you know sat at the yeah. bar for uh, for an evening mm-hmm. sort of thing um 
Yeah, I, I mean, just the colour and the fact that mm. you went in straight away saying it's the maltiness and then the bitterness that stands out before the fruit. Um, I think you did briefly mention grapefruit at the start. Yes, but yeah. It, that very much is like, <laughs> it feels funny to say, the old version of the IPA where it's like, it's not, you know, hazy, it's not, it's not, um, you know, overly fruity and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it feels like a in quote unquote traditional uh, it does. IPA I, I think mm. in terms of like a craft beer I think the closest I could get would be uh, like Elvis juice from that yeah. shit fucking dickhead <laughs> brewery um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of somewhere there it's maybe not quite as big in the grapefruit flavour as that other mm-hmm. beer is but it's definitely close to that interesting i would say um so yeah it's 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 absolutely one that if i walked into a pub Mm -hmm. and it was a bit more it'd be on cask and it was on cask i'm like i drink this absolutely right and you know i'd be happy to i I drank a beer from um budley brewery uh Hmm. last last weekend weekend before maybe um which again is is uh, you know worcestershire sort of way mm. uh, deep in, like, deep in the country get... yeah it's, it's like it's, it's it's where my mum's partner's from so every time he goes oh, to visit right. his mum mm. he drops into the brewery he picks up you know a okay. couple of cases of different beers uh, and he brought a couple in for 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 me on on his way back down um mm. and again very trad but very drinkable very nice not too watery has some flavor to it uh, um, and it's it's one of those where you can see that with this slightly more traditional style for English IPAs at least that I think made I don't know how you know because um, Hacked is a big brewery from what we yeah. have now seen <laughs> but at least on this smaller scale it's from like Budley and, and, and other smaller places when it's not mass produced it mm-hmm. has a nice yeah. quality to it, even though it is an you know an older style kind of beer, and this has that nice quality to it. And I have no idea on the scale that it's been kind of produced on, mm-hmm. but irrelevant of that, it has that slightly better quality to it than say your standard yeah. uh, kind of Weatherspoons beer. Yeah, I know say. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Where you can. It's like it, it it has elements of that kind of style, uh, but you can tell the quality in it because something where it's like, oh, a Marston's beer <laughs> versus yes. uh, something like, oh, I can get this at Brummy Brewery and it's not my kind of favourite beer, but mm. it's like it's on cask and you can taste that. Okay, this has been done by the brewery themselves, you know. And you can taste the quality difference. You can, yeah. even though you you are getting like pulling elements from uh, like big macro breweries who are like IPA, they just use that as a almost like a shortcut. It's like yeah, we'll just mm. stick IPA on it. Hope, hope the beer nerds uh, buy this. But it's like you can t- <laughs> it usually has this like there's no hops in it. That it's very tinny. It's mm. just malt, malt and. Uh, um, bitter forward, and it's like it, it's sad that 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 kind of style has been like add like taste for it has almost been kind of like reduced and masked because yes. we know so many big macro breweries do it, and it's like 
I think people are turned off from that kind of old school IPA as a result because it's like, am I getting that, you know, the crappy version of the very good much. version? So, yeah, it's good yeah. to know that this is very much the good version of that. <laughs> Completely. And I, I think it's almost, again, when you get things like certain styles like amber ales or golds and, and things like that, you know, it evokes that, those kind of bigger British or English kind yeah, of the breweries who just pump yeah. these things green, out. Green King. Green King, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think there's definitely Which something a shame. to be said for going back to those older styles yeah. and, and, and taking a look at those. Yeah, because a few kind of craft breweries have started to delve into that a little bit more, haven't they? To go back mm-hmm. to those uh, uh, those kind of older styles that maybe they were drinking before they even became kind of breweries and things. Yeah. Um, to just explore that, which is which is good. I miss those styles. Like I miss like ruby ale. I mean, I'm so happy when I saw a blonde and a brown ale in mm. this. In, in this, so yeah. Mm. Good. Right. Get back to it. When's that coming back around? I'm sure we've we've done the uh, the the, the Nipah like 17 times in the last five years. Mm. Uh. That Everyone's making an eBay, mate. It's, it's, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, Which I love as well. You yes. know, probably my favourite style in you know in the IPA range. But you know, you need an amber ale now and then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Good. Let's drink these. We, 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 we'll finish them in about five minutes' time. Um, five say, seconds. I've been, I've been, five seconds. This is all I have. I, I, I had to start putting it like. I pushed the coaster away so that I wouldn't just keep. Um, before I move on from beer, I just thought I would mention because uh, it quickly went to their uh, website, mm-hmm. um, and so it turns out looks like they have um, four lines. So they've got the Super Eight, which has got like an export, the IPA, the IPA, the Flandrian, and a Blanche. Okay, and then they've got the Charles Quint. Which is much more. Uh, they got a ruby red, a golden blonde, and Omahang, presumably, and they look quite old school. And then the Tongerlo, Tongerlo. Oh, I should know how this. Tongerlo. And that's like uh, Tongerlo, yeah. And that's got the brown that I think you guys are having yep. next. A blonde, a triple, and a Christmas. Which like Ooh. this looks like the um, much more like a regular li- uh, uh, Belgian brewery line. Oh, so I suspect. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go back to them and angle angle for an old Christmas episode. For Christmas, to see if, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can get the old Christmas beer. We do yeah. love a good old, a good sort of Belgian or, or European Christmas beer here. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's uh, that's what I wanted to to add because I did the research, you know, beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and their their UK uh, page uh, followed me on Instagram. Mm. Uh, I think it was about a week ago. So. I'm wondering if they oh, do, nice. you know, if these are available in some retail over here. Yeah, I think this is part of a UK push, I think. Okay, well, you, you've sold me. Done. <laughs> just the smell of the blonde, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I'm in. Right, That's okay. it, we don't even need to drink second beers. We, we've just got out and buy a load, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool, let's let's move on. Um, I, I hope both of you don't mind, but I thought I would kick us off. Um, yeah, this go for it. Week. Yeah, go for it. Because I have been playing a game which I both enjoy but don't like at the same time. Um, <laughs> can we guess? You could, yeah, guess. absolutely. Guess, go for it. I want to go Sable. Okay. What's your guess, Adil? 
Oh, I'm going to say Lemsip Enterprises. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Lemsgate. Um, I did finish Sable. And um, I had that feeling after finishing Sable that I had when I'd finished much bigger games like 2018 God of War and Red oh. Dead Redemption 2, where so I suddenly it. went, don't want to play anything now. Just, just, okay, just, I was I completely wrong then. Some more. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes. Wow. Um, I, I, I will talk about Sable at, 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 at some other point in the future, no doubt. Um, very, very much enjoyed that game. Uh, but I, I thought I would, and I, and I had been, even when I was playing Sable, I had jumped into Lemnis Gate um, to play. Um, it is a shooter. It's a first-person shooter, but it puts much more emphasis into the strategy of games because it's not just you versus a bunch of other people it is um you and from the modes i played it's me versus one other people there are two versus two right but mm-hmm. the thing about lemnus gate is that it's on a time loop so you pick a character and as with lots of these games now there are certain loadouts you know certain char- hero kind of characters that you can pick you pick a character, you basically play 25 seconds, and that's all you get with that character. Uh, and then you get five of these during a round. So there's a few different game modes. There's ones where you've got to defend certain points, uh, attack certain points, get uh, things and bring it back to your base type thing. But you've got to try and strategize on the fly against their, against their other team. So uh, it, it does it in two different ways. You can either take it in turns or play simultaneously. So mm-hmm. you can have both characters, both both players will pick whichever character they want and that character will go off and try and do whatever the fir- they think the first move should kind of be. You know, I might run to pick up uh, one of these hovering balls to bring it back to my, uh, um, my spawn point to get a point. Or I might go and shoot... Um, another sphere to try and kind of mark it for my team, and the other player Let's capture the sphere, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like by shooting exactly, and the other player will do that as well. Your second person, you will be kind of still trying to do that, but also reacting to the to whatever the other player has done. So, I had times where I'd gone off and I'd basically just run to the first point shot the thing but the other player had come in and shot me rather than them going off to claim a sphere they just come in and killed me and obviously what that does is when the game loops for the second turn those two characters just play out on the battlefield so my second turn with another character I could try and intercept first to kill that first character so my character can continue doing what it was doing and still shooting the sphere. So it's got this really interesting kind of dynamic that you're constantly trying to strategize through, but in a very reactionary kind of way. So Yeah, and there's like nine different character types, which like... Seven, is it seven? nine, six, seven? seven something think, like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're pretty standard. You know, there's a sniper... There's just an assault 
rifle kind of person. Oh yeah, there's but, uh, um, you know lots of different kinds of. Uh, um, I'm just bringing stuff. that up because um, because that's part of the rock paper. There's a rock paper mm. scissors as well as a like. So if you end up taking, if they end up bringing a few guys to like deal with the your your bit, then you can take your rocket launcher guy and hit them yes, as they run out. Absolutely, kind of absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and, Sorry, I, 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 and I very much enjoy this aspect of it. I really like uh, uh, the the play, and um, I've had some games where I've been, you know, pretty good, and I've managed to get the upper hand on someone. And I've had games where I've just been absolutely dominated, and I and I think it's really interesting that I'm then looking at how that other person has played because you can see, you know, whilst you're picking a character, you can see a replay of what the characters are doing constantly. So you will see that 25 second run from a little drone up in the sky. So you can see what's happening. And then you can think, right, well, if I pick this character and I get here first and I can snipe them, that will stop them from killing my character, which means that my character can just continue shooting the sphere, which means that I will get it. You know, so there's, there's tons of like strategizing around this. And if you're maybe like a Call of Duty player who just... Uh, I- yeah, yeah, that's me then, and uh, because I'm a more of a Call of Duty player and just run into firefights and just run and gun, I'm far too stupid to understand what, so whatever this game it's, is. It's a completely different like <laughs> mindset to be in. You you have to yeah. think very very differently. And absolutely, the reason why I lost my first game that I played was because I'm like, right, I'll just go over here and shoot this thing, and I got shot. I'm like, right, okay. Uh, my second character should probably go over and shoot the thing, because the first character's dead and I didn't get the thing. Oh no! But then and then both of them, both got, of them shot. got shot because the other character kept shooting. Uh, so yeah, there's absolutely tons of strategy. Uh, are you playing this. multiplayer? I'm so confused. Are you playing multiplayer or single player? So it's mul- it's it's multiplayer. But it's like one on <laughs> it's one PvP. On one. Yeah, it's PvP one on one. Um, right. There okay. are there are two there are two v two modes, but I've turned all of right. those off, so I'm not going into any of those because mm. that seems it's just so much. And I think that yeah, I was just saying I that seems really complicated. To play with someone else who I can sit on like Discord with or something and chat with, and you can strategize on the fly with them, and, and that mm. kind of having an actual duo to go in with. So I I, I have only been playing. As uh, you know, okay. just a one versus one kind of uh, game. Yeah, There's nice. lots of training stuff that you can play against the computer to familiarize yourself with these with these things that in, and and run through lots of training and game modes and things like that. To um yeah to to understand it and then get to know the characters and what they do and the special abilities and all those kinds of things. And I I found that when I've gone on be like yeah I I want to get the guy who's got the turret as his special ability because yeah. I can get it up here and I can put the turret down and it will just mow people down as they come through this like doorway or something like that that there's tons of reactionary situations where that just isn't gonna work mm-hmm. and I just don't play with that character even though I like the turret I like the gun that they use I'm like I just no nah, just just won't use them at all during this run unless that's kind of called for suddenly where they all rush through in one sort of place so it, it it it's it's a game where I'm kind of playing one or two games in a session, and then being like, right, I'm I'm fried now. I've got to get back to work. I've I've, I've my mm. brain is strategized and done this sort of stuff, and 
I kind of I, I like it and dislike it for that kind of thing that it, it does feel quite taxing in what it's asking you yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but that's not the main reason I dislike the game. Uh, I wonder if that's why I dislike the game because I've played a bit. Okay, but um, before we get on to dislikes, why don't you give us your kind of impressions uh, as I, well? Uh, I have played much less than Ben. I've played through the training uh, bits and I've played a couple of games, uh, just enough to basically uh, know a bit more about this confusing game. So when Ben <laughs> talks about it, I can be like, "Oh, it's this." I'm um, completely lost. <laughs> I understand it's, now. It's what. PvP and the uh-huh. one versus one game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I've only played the the fully asynchronous. So I go twenty five. They go twenty five. Okay. I go yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'd be. I, I think I would like the um. We do a round together yeah. one mode a bit more, because kind of because it's a. a it's not, It's a strategy RPG where you have to do all the the auto stuff yourself, basically, right? Like it's very much the idea of, in the, especially in the I take a turn, you take a turn mm-hmm. mode. Um, it's very much a like ah, you've moved this way, then I will do this. Ah, but now you've moved this, and of course there's a time loop. So then it's like ah, my guys are doing this, and now I have to think this other way. But I found it. It I found it more clunky in the fully asynchronous mode because I felt really dumb. When I missed a jump or something, right. because it it because I wasn't actually in the map with anyone, it felt like the, why are you making this a first person shooter? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but um, I do like the strategy potential of the game. I just yeah, you think you're right. Like there's so much. It's like your Twitch brain turns on. And you're like, ah, gaming. Da, 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 da. And then meanwhile, your strategy brain's like, oh, fuck, what? Yeah. Oh, no, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, even th- little things like remembering, oh, actually, empty your clip kind of forward all the time because that makes them potentially run a character into the bullets or have to avoid a hallway that you're running by in three rounds. Yes. And, like, that's good strategy is to just waste bullets um, on your way, kind of, just in case, because it just makes the other person's life more miserable. Because you're literally making a fog of confusion of, oh, now I don't want to do that because I can't, I'll get hit. Yep. And like this, and but it's like, I don't even know, but you have to think of that on the spur of the moment and probably think about whether it's likely that they're going to run through this hallway. And like, but kind of maybe just in case, do it anyway. And it's like, ah, oh, I. My strategy brain is is kicking off, but that means I'm not doing the, like, I'm not being very precise with my FPS movements. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but also, uh, so so that's my, like, general, like, Mm -hmm. I like the idea. I think, I think I'd like it more when I, I, like, reacting in real time to someone, because it would feel more like I'm playing an FPS game. There's a reason here, so I'll have to try that mode. Um, But flipping over. I I, I think it would also benefit if, um, you know, I, and I think it would be a fun experience if, say, you and I played just one on one, not yeah. even not even playing together versus other people. Like if you and I just played one on one, we're just chatting over, uh, you know, over the top of it. We're just having a, it's like a game of chess, uh, you know, but, but basically yeah. in that sort of sense. So I think that would be very fun as well if you've got another person to play with 
to 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 battle against each yeah. other a little bit. But also talk strategy and stuff because yeah. I think that's yeah. the thing is this feels it, parts of it remind me of playing like a new tabletopy game like a board, like a strategy board game or something because you're like oh I didn't see that coming and you kind of want to talk out the game yep. with someone even if they beat you. So I think your mention of chess is very apt. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, it's well, like, that's what I was thinking. Chess, but then you're in the battlefield being a pawn facing off a knight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um but sometimes the pawn can be put in the right place to just kill the knight and the bishop because the pawn has uh, a frag grenade. Proximity mines. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like um, I was about to say I'm sure there's no frags in the chess. <laughs> could be wrong. Um Hyper war chess. They 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 discarded <laughs> yeah. that name for something that doesn't make any sense. Um yeah. But what I don't like about the game, uh, let's say if you agree, I just don't think the platforming is tight enough. Okay. That wasn't um, my dislike, but oh. I can see why that would be your dislike. Yes. Um, they. It feels like it's followed a like Overwatchy type uh, um, mm. play for its sort of platforming and and the way it kind of deals with verticality and that kind of thing rather than thinking about it perhaps well yeah so I, I, it's not even that it's just like even on the like what the training grounds where you can just like bounce around and practice i found a lot of the it was really hard to judge a distance and mm. like it was really easy to jump and miss mm-hmm. and it's like clearly and, and that, but taking three tries to do one of those things feels really weird when it's like this seems like the only route it seems like i'm you're you're in my training grounds there's a edge this seems weird um and then similarly like little bouncings in front of a tall pillar and then you can't quite get on top sure and you're like am i supposed to hit jump and 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 or do i have to sprint into this thing no you um crouch you crouch on you the crouch jump panel on the jump pad and i think it makes you go higher so that wasn't a thing that i got in my tutorial uh but that's kind of my point like it it feels because of that because of some of the jumps feeling like you should make it and just missing uh but not really again it's a fps platforming it's just mm-hmm. like i don't but even after you know i didn't i played an hour i know it's not a lot so i'm sure i'll get used to it but it just feels very much like a Figure it out. This isn't very, like I said, it's not very tight. It's not like a, oh, okay, it's not that much this this much. And then, like, one of the characters um, is, like, a scouty one, and their superpower is, like, if you're in whatever direction you're going in, they'll burst forward. Yes. Yep. Um, and that, when trying to figure out how to jump around platformers, that burst was really far. Um, so it's like, oh, cool, now I've... I thought, oh, I'll jump and then burst. So now instead of missing on this side of this pillar, I'm missing on that side of the pillar. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is frustrating. Uh, and I know some of that is just me getting used to the game. And mm. also, the, you know, FPS platforming has never been my forte. But I just, I felt like it wasn't quite tight enough. Yeah. The gunplay, all, like, seems okay, again, because you're not focusing on that. I don't care if I can't super snipe a thing, right? There's there's not too much kickback on most of the guns. So you can kind of hit center mass of the giant thing you're supposed to fight even while holding down fire, um, which is, I think, good because it lets your brain do other things. Absolutely, yeah. If it was a yeah. more... Like, I think that it's probably feels, purposefully, yeah. like, yeah. 
but so th- so this is where the like lack of tightness on the platform and kind of disappointed me mm. because it's like ah i can see that you've thought about sort of not too tight gameplay so that or gunplay so that you don't you know it's well balanced for the fact that you're trying to balance a bunch of other things strategically and then it's like ah but this is more clunky than the average game instead of less clunky and so now i'm fighting with that instead of trying to also aim and shoot and preemptively throw a frag grenade there because if they they'll get hit this way but the only other option is that way you know what i mean like i'd like to be able to do some of that multitask thinking um, and that's just one of the barriers mm. anyway that that was my but again i haven't played that much time into it so mm-hmm. uh, now i'm really curious what your your um negative. well I, as i've been sat here thinking it's kind of two things one which is is isn't really an issue uh is that the progress feels very slow so um you can there is a leveling up kind of thing and you you are ranked in this as well um, and it, that feels very, very slow. Gaining experience to move you up to level one and, and, and so on is based on your score within the game, which I think is a bit of a flaw um, for two reasons, one of which is the reason I dislike the game. Um, but it just feels very slow. And there are things tied to this. So you can level up and and get different skins for characters. But from where I've kind of explored this a little bit, it does appear that some guns have different stats, so you can then have a different gun for different... So, you know, higher-level people will have those loadouts, different guns yeah. and loadouts and things like that, or, or just slightly different attributes for, for the same gun for each kind of character. Um, but it then ranks you as well. Um, so the bottom one is bronze rank 5, and I'm bronze rank 5 I've been bronze rank 5 since I started I haven't progressed anywhere from bronze rank 5 it doesn't seem like I'm making any progress to reach bronze rank 4 or whatever the next one is <laughs> I played people who are higher ranks but I've never seen any kind of progress towards that and it just feels like that's a secondary kind of thought um, but the reason I dislike it is because of the other people playing the game and the way that it is, uh, I mean, you could just stop there. You, you hate other people, but, I, but it's, 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 like, absolutely. it's the way the game allows the other people to interact. So I played my first game against a person, <laughs> and I was rubbish mm-hmm. because, of course, I was. It was my first mm-hmm. game. The other person has clearly got and a, you're bronze rank five. Bronze rank five. But I played someone who was bronze rank five. At least it said they were bronze rank five, and they dominated me. They obviously had a lot more experience in in what they were doing, um, and all I got at the end was a little bit of chat from them saying, "Ha ha, you're a noob. You're shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I am." But this is a quick they, way to turn me off from ever playing this game again. They mm. genuinely said Actually that got a message you can type. You're a noob. Yes, I didn't even realize you could type during the... Uh, I was going to say, I don't know what the point of a um, chat in this game is. I don't is, think there really. is any point of chat in this I game. I mean, you could be that people, you know, in an idyllic world, as you lot were saying, trade, you know... Um, techniques and tactics and this yeah, is how i got you yeah. this is why i knew you potentially do. but, but is, do, is this, doing is this that a fault over text seems very likely yeah but is this a fault of the game or just the fault of other people being so crappy? i think it's again it's a fault of other people but also in in the, in mm. the game as well in that uh i've had a few games now where 
I have had, say, the upper hand after maybe three uh, three characters. So three 25-second loops, I've kind of been dominating, and that person will just concede. Ah, yes, the old drop. And because of that, I then get, like, four experience points because I haven't played a full game. I've done, you know, one objective. I've killed maybe one character or something like that. But I've obviously had the upper hand, and that person's gone, ah, quick, quick quit out of this one that person's they're gonna win um and it, it that that again the reason i don't like the experience system in this is that it's too tied into completing through to getting through to the end you know it's not like here's 10 experience for for finishing a uh, 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 for, for winning for, for completing a round or doing a play or you know this was a good move yes kill this character very much like yeah that. yeah yeah it's just here's 10 points for killing a character here's 10 points for uh doing an objective um, there's nothing else kind of, or it seems there's nothing else kind of tied in there as well, and I think that needs to be different because yeah, people if it's people all ranked, want that progress. Yeah. People want to see mm-hmm. themselves getting you know to level one, not even fucking level one, because I get so many games where people just drop out. So mm-hmm. I, you're like, I'm like, right, I've got I've got thirty minutes, I'll, I'll jump in. And, and one of the things I absolutely like is you progress like if you if you get to the end of a, a a game with someone you don't drop out of that like lobby with that person you can just progress to the next game mode and map okay. with that person and just keep right. playing them oh. and keep playing them and keep playing them um, cool. which is which is good that's a good absolutely mm-hmm. a good uh, thing to have in that that Adel, you and I, we could play a game. We don't need to to make an, a group again afterwards to play a game. We can just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing and keep playing, and that was great. And I chatted um, through, um, uh, you know, through Xbox Live with someone earlier um, uh, uh, about a few different things and stuff that I'd played, which was great. And I followed them on Xbox and all that sort of stuff because we had a good mm. time playing a couple of games. So that nice. is good, but. There doesn't seem to be any negative connotations to be like I concede or yeah. uh, you know or any bonus any bonus for the person yeah. who has stayed and who kind of won through that. Um, so yeah. I think it just needs a lot of work on its progression right. system. Basically, I think it's I a mean, solid yeah. solid game. Um, yeah, but yeah. So this is kind of hilarious because I'm gonna laud the magic the gathering arena system in comparison which normally i don't um but (laughs) they purposely took chat so on magic mtg online um the original client that's basically not doing anything different it's you collect cards you make any every card almost every card in existence is on Mm -hmm. there etc um it's supposed to be the analog of the tabletop game they have chat and there's a lot of toxic people there were big talk to people problems um so in arena they took out chat and then like after the during the beta they put in like emotes right like hello yorgo thinking good game but also you can just click on someone's um um avatar and it mutes them oh nice because people because <laughs> people started spamming yorgo or good game right at the beginning and to bm people it's just like good game yorgo you know, just like just being a dick. So then they gave the functionality. Mm-hmm. Great. And given that, like you said, you're not even with the person you seem to have good games with. You weren't really chatting much with. No. It's like, well, 
that what is the what is the goal of the chat system and how likely is it going to happen given gamers on the internet not your ideal situation of an ideal game base uh the other thing though is um the way they do um ranking is basically you've got you start on bronze tier three and every game you win gets you two segments up and it's like five segments a tier or something i can't remember and until and then it goes bronze silver gold platinum and until you hit platinum for platinum diamond and mythic uh, I think at gold you start lose at silver you start losing one but gaining two and then right. at gold it's gaining one losing one or something. It, it, you basically have to rank up enough to even be able to derank. Yep. On a loss, um, and you rank based on wins. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I, that's what I realized was so important because I've had the shitty games where someone. Like, I mean, maybe they just... In Magic, there's a lot of RNG. So sometimes you draw no lands, you mulligan to five, and there's still not a viable hand, so you just concede, right? You're like, there's no point in playing this out. I don't want to I don't want to have to fight. I mean, I do because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but, um, but, like, oh boy. when people concede, I get the win. It doesn't matter how I won. I won. I won a match in ranked play. I get the gain ranks in ranked play. Mm-hmm. That seems to be like a fundamental thing they've missed here, which is winning is the important thing in a game or you play against someone. And if you're going to rank it, you need to put most of your eggs in the winning basket. Yeah. Not to say you can't, gr- uh, especially if you're not going to be able to grind out. Like the only reason you don't make wins important is because you want to make sure people don't get stuck who are bad and have, give them a way to grind out other ways. But usually you do that by other things and it's like well this is clearly not working if people are able to concede really early and that has a detrimental effect yeah and i I don't know whether the the rank system is just a like a matchmaking system because everyone i've played so far has been bronze rank something you know we've we've all been in a very similar kind of bracket and it's then that no one can level up because everyone's dropping <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly but then there's that that level separate level progression by yeah. getting the kind of the experience uh, um, kind of through the game so i can see why they've got sort of two systems in there but they just seem to both need a little bit of of, of work unfortunately uh, I don't think this is this is a full release as well. It's not in kind of like beta or yeah. anything like that. It is, yeah. it is it's, and it's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 great because I've never uh, I haven't played the same person um, unless okay. I've stayed within the the lobby in the game right. with them. Um, and it's never taken more than say thirty seconds to find a game either. So there's a reasonable amount of people playing it at least. Yeah, um, yeah. to 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 have a you know to have a community kind of around it and that sort of thing, but it's it it just seems a bit. Uh, you've got a good yeah. base game here. Absolutely. I just need a bit more. What's going to keep me coming back to this? And that is always going to be progression, right? Uh, right. Um, in in these kinds of games, why do people love prestige level four hundred and six in Call of Duty? Because they get a little emblem that they can show everyone that they're prestige level yeah. six or whatever it is. Um, you know, it, it, it's always it's always the way it's in our psyche that this progression is is what it's kind of about. Yes, because I'm trying to rank up in a game and I'm finding it 
you know, Ooh. difficult. Is this something you're going to talk about this evening? Not really. It's just Geo Guess and Battle oh. Royale. <laughs> I had a feeling. Which you're champion of now, aren't you? Didn't you message us the other day? Uh, the world's I, I, champion? I have won a few. I have won a few matches. Uh, thank you, thank you. But um, yeah, I, I love how it's just, just you can just get in a game and you say when you have half an hour free, I, I just need five minutes free. Yeah. It's just like there's, a, there's a game. Yeah, always people playing. You don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> and bonus. <laughs> I don't think you can either. talk to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's just if you could. I'm, I'm doing the countries one where you have to guess. Uh, which country you're in, and I'm getting pretty good at that in a scary way, where it's like, I know Singapore just by looking where, you know, just that that's a screenshot. I, I know I'm in Singapore. Just the shadows. So, you're like, yep, Singaporean shadows. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. <laughs> good. Um, should we should we open <laughs> some more beers? Should we open another beer? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to nip to the loo, so I'll let Adil do yep. the talking. No, no. You do the ben. talking, Ben. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, yes, you and I, Lucy, are going to have the, the same beer, which is a brown. Um, yeah. Back in a second. Is it Tonga? Tongalo? Tongalo. Tongalo. Tongalo, yeah. Um, a brown, 6.5%. Um, the flavour text on the back. Genuine Abbey beer, re-fermented in the bottle, with refined touches of vanilla. The aftertaste surprises, with the subtle bitterness of dark chocolate. Yeah, sounds good. What else does it say? It doesn't quite have as much information on as the IPA does. Um, it's got best befores and, I guess, bottled bottled on dates yeah bottle dates um and things but it doesn't tell me any other information and interestingly with the um the flan flandrian um beer on the on the label on the back does that give you like the ebus and those kinds of things um adult or sorry uh no it doesn't uh it the the card doesn't have ebus or anything okay. Does the does the Sorry. does the label on the back of the bottle? Uh, oh, on the on the hacked or the, uh, the, the sorry the primus or the the, the flandrian flandrian. Uh, oh, it did. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I wonder if that's just yeah. the, just a super eight thing. Then. I think it must be because that's their more I think craft aimed line. Because mm. I mean, yeah, this 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 one at least the. Um, Label for the Tongalo yeah. very much evokes a brown Belgian beer, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's very kind of standard in its sort of design. Whereas I suppose the Super Eight is maybe a more modern set of beers, perhaps. Um, so giving a little bit more kind of information. Uh, but yeah, Lucy, you and I are both going to drink the Tongalo. Um, yeah. Open it now, and I don't know. You flashed up um, the beer that you're drinking. Yes. Yes, it's the uh, the Hacht Primus. It's their uh, Belgian premium lager. Um, okay. 
Hack Brewery named its premium lager beer after Jan Primus, who also called John the Victorious. He was Duke of Brabant in the 13th century and a true beer lover. The brewery is located in today's Belgian province of Brabant. Hmm. Uh, and it doesn't have the tasting notes on the bottle, but it does on my handy card. Nice. Ooh, that pour. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not the greatest of pours from me. No me. Uh the uh, Primus is headstrong by nature, uh, clear, light, blonde in color with a fine head, bouquets, delicate, hoppier aromas, and the flavor is it starts off slightly with a sweet touch of bitterness, then comes the dry and thirst-slaking aftertaste. Sounds like my kind of lager. Yeah, nice. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, this, this, this beer smells similar to the, uh, to the blonde. Yeah. Little less, oh, um, I think, a bit more malty um, in aroma. Definitely getting the vanilla. But on yeah, the you're nose. still getting a. Hmm, you're still getting like you know some some dark malty smells. Yes. And yeah. Um, of, uh, you were away while I read the the, the flavor text, but yeah, it does say uh, touches of vanilla and then a subtle bitterness okay. of dark chocolate. Yeah. Which does very much come yeah. through on the nose. Absolutely. Ah! I'm gonna have to uh, top this up a bit before I, I topped it, it up, so but I top it up slowly. Beer. Top it up slowly because mine's <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. That is. Right, I mean, that's, that's stick me nose in it. It's all the bubbles. All the bubbles were in this beer. That's where they've been. Um, I've got a nice brown ring on my um. My notes paper. <laughs> I mean, we've got to be crude, haven't we, at um, some point? Um, I, I, also, I'm, I'm in, interested that Primus <laughs> is not anything to do with the band and is a much more... Or Optimus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got me. Um, it's almost got this... At least in the nose, it's got this kind of, like... Um, what's that kind of colory, sort of sweet sort of smell to it? Aspartame. It's got uh, that kind uh, of yeah. very <laughs> I was light. Say, aniseed, no. uh, but it, it's very light. But it's got a little bit of that to it. I mean, I don't know whether that's just because of, say, like the the carbon dioxide in this. You know, the, the mm. fact that it is like incredibly carbonated as well. That that's kind of coming through uh, a little bit. Because you can see now that the it, that that head has receded quite a lot. Um, you know, it, it laces kind of to the glass quite nicely, but that head is, you know, five mm. mil now. So, yeah, it's got a nice colour to it as well. Um, mm. Like, if you if you put it far away and not against any light, it looks like like it's just thick and dark. Yep. But hold it up to the light, you got a little bit of you know light coming through. It looks, you know, it looks almost reddish. Um, mm. But I've had a little bit of taste, even though you know, my <laughs> glasses would say, "Oh, that's a, that's a lot of carbonation." It is very. There's a bit more carbonation than the blonde air, but it is still quite still. Um, mm. But yeah, this has got a little bit of crispness as well. But I think that's very much um, tapered off um, yes. by that like kind of creamy dark chocolate kind of taste to it. Mm. It's um 
I like this. I, I think I think I want it a bit deeper, a bit richer, a bit more earthy though. Yeah. Because I, I start drinking it, it tastes almost like not quite a milk stout because it's not as sweet mm-hmm. and you know um, it hasn't got like that the lactose or anything. You can tell it doesn't. But um, it, it it feels like oh I, I I'm going into like a porter or a stout or something, and it's like it feel, feels like I want a bit more richness and a bit more deepness, a bit more chocolate. But it's it's paired back. I th- I think I just want a bit more, a bit more grit, a bit more earthiness. <laughs> what I like in like brown ale. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Mm. It it definitely hangs on that vanilla uh, mm. flavor a little bit more. Yeah, and so I can definitely pick it out in yeah, this one. With yeah. that carbonation as well, you could kind of it almost evokes a end of the night like Sailor Jerry's and diet coke almost you know it's got that carbonation to it that vanilla kicks in quite a lot it's got a lot of that you're getting a lot of that kind of gassy um sort of feeling to it as well yeah um but it's it's very easy um yeah yeah absolutely uh, it's very smooth it's very very smooth i think because it isn't a big flavor it is quite light um it's Mm -hmm. not again it's not watery but it's it's, no. a, it's a light, smooth brown ale. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't really evoke a 6.5 percentage either. Um, you know, it, it feels a lot lighter than than this. Like mid-fours mm, almost. Absolutely. You know? Um, I, th- I think with the, uh, the same with the blonde ale, I don't know if it was the, the spiciness and like sort of that coriander and it was almost like cardamom as well that I was tasting. In that um, Blondale, I don't. I felt the alcohol a bit more, mm-hmm. um, and that creeped in slowly. So I'm, I'm wondering if this will creep in slowly the more I drink it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. It's <laughs> it's uh, as you say, it's very smooth. It's very easy to drink. Like you know, pouring a beer like that, it's got so much head, and you, mm. it's like it looks like it has so much carbonation. It, as you say, you're getting a bit. I'm getting a bit more gas from the very smooth blonde ale, but it's it's still very. I said still, and I mean that in like it's very smooth. It's yes. very, very easy. It's not, it's not overly gassy or anything like that, or overly carbonated. It, it's nice. It, I I just think, at the moment, that blonde ale blew me away. This is not quite mm. at that level but it's it's still a very nice beer yeah and it's, it's it's interesting the note you uh, or the comment about the um, flandrian in that kind of the more you drank mm. it the, the the more that kind of came out with it and i, I was the same with the ipa in that the, mm. the the more i drank it the finish um started to become a little bit more citrusy and that was okay. then the lasting flavor that I was getting, you know, yeah. on, the, on the back end of mm. that grapefruity bitterness, suddenly there's this nice sort of limey citrus in there as well. And looking back at the the bottle, it does say that there is uh, citrus notes uh, um, along with that grapefruit as well. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of unfolded just a little bit more as I sort of drank it. So, uh, um, you know, that's, that's kind of two beers that we drank that have unfolded as we've drank them. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if this feels that little bit deeper once that carbonation has settled a little mm-hmm. bit um again the, the previous beer the super eight ipa told me to drink it at eight degrees the um tongalo doesn't give me any oh no, it does it does say eight degrees in there as well there is actually oh, there's a little okay. uh glass just next to the um 
Yeah, I, I, I uh, think volume. I think I'm drinking it at a decent enough temperature. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I just think yeah, it's like when I think I want a brown ale, I always, you know, you associate it with this time of the year, like kind of autumnal, mm. um, end of the night, you know, by a if you're very bougie and posh, you got a fireplace. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like this. I just want. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a little little bit of a lighter in mm. texture flavour kind of brown ale but I want something a bit more earthy a bit more bitter yes. a bit, yeah. Bit, yeah. I think from when you Adel, uh, um, mentioned the different beers that they do in this line there was a double as well um, yeah, yeah. so it would be interesting to mm. see the differences with those beers as well yeah. getting getting our hands on, on a couple of the higher percentage ones to see how that then stacks up uh, uh, through this, so uh, um, yeah, yeah. Cause, good. Because I think I had a didn't I have a brown ale a few weeks ago on the podcast or something? Yeah, like I'm sure I did. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just yeah, I think something a bit more, a bit more deep and earthier. Um, mm. It's probably what I I wanted, especially after that. Um, like the yeah, Adol, you had a brown ale as well, didn't you? Which was just like yeah. full of coffee. So again, yeah. we've got the you know we didn't drink it, but we've got that in our mind <laughs> as well. Like the most yeah. recent brown ale right. was just like chocked full of coffee and stuff. We're saying mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of chocolate in here. That it's 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 very vanilla. Um, mm. Yeah, I want it to taste like I literally scooped up uh, some dirt from the floor, <laughs> some earth <laughs> out of like a forest. Maybe a little grass, just, just a bit. little grass in there to start as well. A bit yeah. of herb, yeah, yeah, herbal, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Good. Let's let's move on to the the primus, the lager. Right. Yeah. It is clear mm. AF. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look, I'm I'm being rude, and you can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, the head was a bit bigger uh, than the blonde, but not nearly as heady as as your brown was. Um, yeah. But it hasn't. You can tell it's refilling because there's just more carbonation. So it's just. Um, by this time, the Flandrian was like had a gap. Right? Yeah, there was basically no head that if it wasn't except against the glass. Yeah, same, same, same um, with the uh, with the the Tongalo. You can see that that's it's you know the, the yeah. head's completely gone. Yeah. Um, it's vi- oh, interesting. It's it is it's got a bit of a citrusy, um, slightly floral um, notes little hoppy nose um uh i just it definitely smells like a lager but again there's like a bit more hops in it than you normally get off of a lager nose so it's got that like crisp uh christmas you get as like standard lager lager smell but it's just very low light and then you've got this slightly floral a bit um a bit more hoppy nose which is just like this is like a remarkably nuanced lager even just on the nose Oh wow! Ooh. I'm a banger. Ooh, I like I like the wow and just straight back in. Yeah. <laughs> just straight back for another sip. Yeah, I said wow. I went back for another sip. Um, it is definitely it's a five point two percent lager. It's a, definitely a lager. It's a bit thinner. It's a, obviously it's thinner feet tasting than the Flandrian, but it's just you know you get that a bit nuttiness that comes with lagers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. That's not there, which is oh. one of the things that I find, like especially inexpensive lagers, kind of 
mm. get that a little too hard, and then you're like, oh man, this, oh yes, cheap beer, mm. right? <laughs> um, this is a very light. Um, I sometimes lager. like it's that nuttiness, though. You know? I do too. It's mm. still there. It's just you know, the whole thing is 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 much. Um, it's kind of like I said with the Flandrian. It's like a more nuanced. It's, it's not like things aren't punching you in the face, but they're still there and balanced. Here, I'm getting a little lighter even then. Um, it finishes ever so slightly dry with a touch. Um, but but still kind of wet, so I'm actually finding it easier to drink. I'll, I think I'll drink this one slower than the Flandrian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there is just a just a touch of a finish that's not your generic lager. Like there's just a bit of. I'm trying to figure out what kind of. Yeah, it's almost. It's not quite. It's a very light, like citrusy hop mm. taste. You said like floral. A, yeah, the floral's the there in the nose. It's mm. less so in the taste. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just dries you out just enough. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in like the taste taste dry, but the actual mouthfeel is wet. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm I've been struggling with. Um, so it's like oh yes, that and that dried taste, that feeling of that. I think that's this little um little bit of bitterness that's coming through at the end to finish is making me like, oh, right, I'll need to take another sip. And then when that starts to fade, I'm like, oh, actually, my mouth isn't that dry. Um, it's just that it's it's a bit a bit of a pulling um, bitterness. Um, it's really excellent. Um, yeah, there's a sweetness on that initial taste. Just like a light sweetness that helps um, bring those lager, um, the traditional lager tastes together. Uh, and again, everything is scaled back from your average beer, even though it is reasonably effervescent and it's still quite refreshing. Uh, and I think that's the reason I'm go. I'll go if I go quicker. It'll be just to have that bit of that sweet, slightly sweet burst mm. of flavor at the beginning, because um, it gets it, it's it's quite the peak, and then it. it, it the main taste is much more subdued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's if if you could find a pub that served this lager all the time, you would you wouldn't just be defaulting to ales. It's just really nice, and at five point two percent, it's not too light, mm-hmm. not, but still isn't it isn't boozy enough to like make it not taste like a lager. Yeah. It's not it's not nice. it's not a four percent. You know, like not piss water, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has a little bit to it as well. Yeah, and I think that's helping give it that a bit. The pull, uh, I think that that extra alcohol is helping mm. pull that like slight bitterness, hoppiness, um, giving it a little more depth um, near near the finish. Nice, brilliant. Okay, good. Let's explore these beers. We'll drink them some more. We'll let you know at the end of the episode if they give us anything as we drink them. But we'll jump back into games. Uh, Lucy, I will come to you mm. um, okay. to chat about whatever you're looking to chat about this week. We can talk uh, more at length about uh, GeoGuessr, or we can talk about Metroid. Which is, yeah, it, it's like I, 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 <laughs> have you gone back to Metroid some more? I, I'm probably going to before the end of the year, because... Finished it what a week ago, week and a f- two days ago or mm-hmm. something, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's so, it's so good. Um, 
But we will talk about Metroid later on in the Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so good. <laughs> I think what I'm re- I, I'm waiting for as well with Metroid is I want to see like speedrunners do it in like mm. maybe not the GDQ coming up in January, but maybe summer. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, the, I want to see all the sequence breaking and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'll probably go back to that before the end of the year. But um, uh, I want to touch on Book of Travels. Oh um, yes, the. Uh, they're calling it a tiny MMORPG. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It came out in early access. Was it last? Was it last month? It was last was it week. Yeah, I think so. Oh my god, where does the time go? Because <laughs> I was like, it wasn't yesterday. So yeah, it must have been. Uh, yeah, so so just over a week ago now. Um, I haven't dipped back into it since um, everything went live. But I did dip into it um, before they opened the floodgates <laughs> to the uh, people, you know, uh, clamouring for it. I think it was Kickstarter, ba- Kickstarter backers uh-huh. and just anyone who had like um, early access codes. Oh, press, yeah. Um, it's it's a beautiful game. <laughs> it's like uh, I think I think I I've never played an MMO because it's just like. Not my kind of style of game, mm-hmm. not my kind of genre. Um, this is, this is like even marketing marketing itself as a different kind of those. And so I think that's why it's like they called it a they called it a TMMORPG, mm. a tiny one. Um, I think it's just tiny based on like the server size because going into that world um, seems very big. It, it looks like. As I said, this is early access and not going to have everything done, um, not by a long shot. But it looks like, uh, I mean, I wanted to get in, you know, try out that game and see what it was all about. Because I like Might and Delight, they, they've done very chill, low impact, well, I guess some of the shells are getting quite stressful because you're looking after your baby cubs and baby <laughs> animals. But, but, but very approachable kind mm. of... Um, Sometimes serene, sometimes emotionally impactful games, and it's like, okay, they're making an MMO, um, which is completely different to their other games prior to that point, um, for the most part. So, it's I just thought, oh, okay, this is going to be very beautiful. Just look at some screenshots. That's all I was doing in the game, just hammering like F twelve. I think there's a there's also a screenshot like button in the game. Okay. Like that's one of the things on the. Uh, in the UI, um, so they know it's a beautiful looking game, but I wanted to get into it just because it, like, it, I think I think they're focusing on that very much. This is a serene kind of ex- exploration game, and at the moment, I think um, it might have for the people who are playing in early access and who want to play in early access up until like 1.0. I think it might have like the scope and for people to be like, oh, I just want to explore this world. Maybe the, the you know, the role-playing and the RPG elements and, um, you know, the combat, uh, maybe those aren't there at the moment because, like, when I was creating a character, you know, you had certain, like, traits and buffs and stuff, and stuff like that, and it's like, 
you know, they had like placeholder text or mm. we will figure out what this does in the future when we when we actually uh finish developing this game. So I don't know if if you're going into it looking for like a you know, heavy combat system or a, you know, um really deep RPG mechanics. I don't think that's there. I don't know if it will be there in a year, two years time. Um that's that remains to be seen, but I think if you want to go in there and just, you know, discover a beautiful world and explore a beautiful world, I think that might be there already for you. Yeah. Um, obviously, they they will add to that. Because um, as I said, like I just want to go in and, be, you know, look for truffles. Because <laughs> I saw this woman uh, looking looking for truffles <laughs> with a pig, and it's like I want to role play this in. I want to be this woman foraging for truffles. I want my own pig. I want my own uh, truffle market, <laughs> and um, they've got a bartering system in there, so uh, which seems really cool. It's like, okay, um, I will give you ten truffles if you give me this uh, this shard of jade, this this hemp, <laughs> this you know all these other things. So it's like there's something there. There's there's even this early on. Um, I mean, they did push it back a few few mm. weeks. They kept pushing it back in months and. Um, from from the early access launch, and they have pushed it back, but I think it looks promising. Um, I think the, the you know the people getting into the game who who have played MMOs before and know what it takes to be a good MMO and like have those RPG mechanics and elements. I mean, their uh, kind of feedback will be invaluable, and those are the people they should be listening to, not someone who's just crazy and wants to be a truffle seller. Well, I mean, um, it's, 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 it's interesting, isn't it? Because it depends <laughs> on what like, direction they're trying to go. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they're trying to go up against Final Fantasy XIV, or you know, all of these <sighs> other bigger, combat-heavy MMOs, which have lots of other stuff you can kind of do in. This feels, at least from like the, the stuff I've seen to lean into the other stuff and yeah. then it's it, it is that exploration it is just experiencing the world it is going out and doing stuff and then everything else kind of just comes from that exploration so if you do get into combat mm-hmm. and things that it has those systems there but that's come from you being kind of almost in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, you, you've, you've gone, I want oh, to investigate this. You know, I've gone to investigate this thing. What's this over here? Oh, shit. Uh, I'm now mm-hmm. massively out of my depth. That, that's, that's exactly what happened after mm. I... Um, uh, I mean, you choose your character, your traits and stuff like that. I just did anything because it's like, um, by the time I play this in 1.0, I'm probably going to re-roll my character mm. anyway. Um, mm. But... Uh, just went in there and it's like your first mission is to go to the tea house and so started going to the tea house and <laughs> I was just like oh what's over there um, uh, here are some bandits <laughs> uh, and it, it turns out okay I have no weapons I just got slaughtered immediately I didn't even right. see I didn't even see like the what combat mechanics is because usually in a game it's like okay you you, you reach your first combat encounter Time slows down and it's like it starts tutorializing things. This I just got absolutely done, slaughtered, Amazing. I'm dead. And and then I was a ghost, so I couldn't talk to the truffle lady and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, there's ghosts in That's it. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Pretty great. 
I didn't understand anything that was going on. Um, so maybe I'm just an idiot or the onboarding could be a bit better. <laughs> um, but they did literally tell me, go to the tea house. I mean, don't go around and fast and, you know, go to these bandits and <laughs> start um, a fight. Hey, fellas, so... what's going on? I'm meant to be getting yeah. some tea, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it looks interesting over yeah. here. Yeah. So maybe I'm the idiot, but who knows? Um <laughs> So so yeah maybe maybe the onboard that will all come in mm. you know development time and um you know as I say like they'll be getting a lot of that they're not getting the Final Fantasy people they're getting the people who like the shelter games so want yeah. something a bit more yeah. slower paced um a bit more explorative and you know that whatever feedback those people not the you know the RPG nuts and nerds what the, you know the layman uh wh- whatever they give as yeah as uh as feedback will be or as value valuable to them so yeah i i'm happy to check in with it like every couple of weeks every couple of months mm. just to just to explore that world it's it's absolutely gorgeous it's it, it's their best looking game to date and like their shelter games were just very pretty, like, you know, like, patchwork, quilt-looking, you know, worlds, and this is just, it, it looks like a watercolour painting, and it's just beautiful, like, and and your character's so small on the screen, it just it just absolutely gives that scope um, and, and depth to the world, and um, when I looked at the map in it, it was just like, okay, this is huge. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not... This is very yeah, big. It's not mm. tiny MMO in terms of the playable space it's tiny mmo yes. in terms of the amount of people you will the other players yeah, that you will encounter, yeah. encounter. <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh as i say it looks like if all of that world is explorable obviously i didn't get you know get far enough because your character does move slowly and when when they you know run through the world they do consume you know energy mm. and stuff like that so um I, I don't know if all of that is filled in, but it'll take people a long time to to figure out if it, you know if it is. So I think there's enough content there now. If you do want to get in on the early access and you like playing games in early access and seeing that kind of um, you know how they make the final product and want to be there with them on that journey, I think there's something there. Mm. So and yeah, I, um, I'm part of the Discord and um, I'm going to oh. check 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 the reviews. Um, early access um, reviews, just see what people's saying and stuff like that. So, um, hopefully, it gets you know, it, it's a community that builds over mm. time, and I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I want, I, I would do this if the devs weren't that busy, but I would just ask, can I become the truffle lady? Just <laughs> 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 sell truffles. Can I do this? I'm waiting for the guide on like polygon or something. It's like how mm. to become the truffle lady of uh, Book of Travel. Message Lauren and be like, so. right, you're at PC gaming. You're 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 all about guides <laughs> yeah. these days. Come on, uh, we need a Book of Travels guide about just lady? being a truffle lady. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, Book of Travels. I'll I'll update you. Absolutely, it, it, it does sound really I mean, interesting. Like so slow paced. Mm-hmm. From what you're saying, it's it's mm-hmm. not you know, Admiral, you and I, we've really enjoyed Final Fantasy fourteen and getting into it, and that's yeah. you know, you're trying to churn through, you're trying to get through those quests, you're trying to go those through those combat encounters, you want that kind of progression. This sounds like it's just like 
just don't worry about it. Just chill. It's it's just it's just yeah. like just live with, <laughs> yeah. just live within this space, and do mm-hmm. things yeah. kind of as and when you feel like it. Uh, we have you know NPCs or various systems in place to facilitate certain <laughs> things. But just come and explore and hang out and chat to one of, you know, like 20 people on this server that you might encounter. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, is it like eight per server? Wow. It's very small number. Yeah, it's very small. Um, I don't know how that's going to work because there were things where it's like, oh, I saw this locked, uh, like, lockbox on, like, the, the beach or something like that. And it's just like... Oh, I need more than I need at least two hands to 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 open it. So I needed another person. Mm. It's like, but but at the same time, it didn't feel like I was missing anything by like not having that other yeah. person with me. It feels mm. like a bonus if you have some other people there, or you just have this one other person there playing with you. So um, we'll see how the community kind of thing goes with that, and if people find that you know. It's easy to get in groups and parties and stuff like that and um, traverse throughout the world. If, like, different part of the world, you need those other people because, like, enemies are high level and stuff like that. So so we'll see. We'll see. But I'll probably just be in that starting area selling my It would be really interesting to get into the technical <laughs> side of this. You know, it's not just a server which can accommodate 10,000 players. It is... A, an, an instance almost mm-hmm. that you are just being like right you are you're trying to log in we have a server which ha- or we have an instance which has five of eight people so you go into mm-hmm. this one no and it, and it kind of just puts people in the same space based on yeah. you know whenever you jump into the game or something like that but again it'd be interesting to see that if all three of us jumped in how we can all be in the same space is there a system for us to all be in the same space or is it literally just this is kind of a single player game to explore yeah. the world that, that other people against, play, yeah, that play, there yeah. are other people occasionally yeah I'll have to dig into yeah. that but yeah if we jumped all, all jumped in you two could be my triple pigs so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking Amazing. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some other you know menial job so it's fine uh, <laughs> I, I'll be a truffle pig and just just wander the fields and forests snuffling away yeah. you'll love it <laughs> uh, the other game that I played I think I might have played did I play this before Metro Jed? perhaps what did I play after I think I played it before Metro Jed. anyway it's called A Juggler's Tame, Tale uh, mm. Juggler's Tale Tail, T-A-L-E. It is a side-scrolling puzzle platformer. Um, it's from a dev, I think they're called Kaleidos- Kaleidoscube. Oh. Kaleidoscube. I think it might be their first title. Um, correct me on that if anyone knows. But anyway, it's a... Yeah, as I say, it's a, it's, it's a side-scrolling puzzle platformer. You're playing as uh, a girl called Abby, except she's not a real girl. She's a puppet. She's oh. a, like a marionette. And um, it's got this very whimsical vibe to it where it, it's got this narrator and it's basically 
you know, acting out a puppet show. It's not quite a shadow puppet show. It's like actually, uh, it's it's very pretty game actually. It's very colourful, um, and it's got like this kind of, you know, pop up. Uh, story children's story book mm. look to it but um i think it looks really nice um I, uh, the screenshots look okay and but i think like just playing it i played it on xbox um those colors really pop um i wonder if that's hdr that would be really good. <laughs> anyway um it's a very it's a very rudimentary um side scroller um in that it's, it's not the puzzles uh it's not a Twitch-based platform or anything like that. It's very much the puzzles. Mm. Um, uh, very simple, like, puzzles. I th- you know, I, I didn't need a walkthrough or anything like that. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's very breezy in that uh, sense. But I think they do some interesting things with the mechanic where, I mean, she is a marionette puppet, and it's like she's got strings. She's got literal strings, which... I couldn't imagine how hard that is to animate, to mm. be honest, like the indi- individual strings and, you know, collision and all that stuff. But um, they they make some interesting puzzles out of it. It's like, because she's on these strings, it's like, oh, she can't go past this this tree because her uh, strings get in the way. So it's like the puzzle is solving out how to get rid of the branches so she can um, continue continue along. And it, it 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 plays with that kind of like... I guess that subversion of like you know um, platformers. It's like usually I can just go in that direction, go in that direction. Mm-hmm. But it's like no, her, her strings are actually be you know an obstacle for her, um, and they can be like uh, not just an obstacle, but like um, they can help you do things and mm. stuff like that. And um, it's it's quite short. I think I finished it in about two two hours, two and a half hours, something like that. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a really, you know, it's a decent uh, one of those. It's it's, it's I thought it was colourful. I I like the um, the look of it, the character animations, the the, the art, and um, as I say, the the puzzles are not going to stretch you mentally or or anything like that. But um, there's so many like side scrolling platformers, and some of them are frankly very bad (laughs) this one this one is very simple but it does everything that it sets out to do very well it's like it's beautiful the music's great there's a narrator and it's like um it plays very much on that like kind of uh you know eh, i don't want to spoil it though but that kind of um untrustworthy narrator Mm, kind mm -hmm. of thing so um play yeah 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 Yeah, and it's it it, it, it's good it's good i i enjoyed it it's like i think i played it in mostly one sitting i think and it's like i I think there may still be a demo out there what did you play i know that i I played it on xbox Mm. there was a demo on xbox can't see one on steam but that's how i like uh knew about Mm. it um Playing the demo, and just, I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, it's. I think it's worth checking out if you, as I say, if you like puzzle platformers, um, this is a very good one. Just bear in mind it's it it it's it's, it's quite short, and um, the puzzles are not they're not uh, groundbreaking. As I say, they do some interesting things with the mechanics um, of her being on like on strings, but it's nothing that you know. 
um, it's not quite, it's, it's not inside, <laughs> let's say, sure. so it's just like, I mean, nothing much else is, <laughs> that's an unfair comparison, but as I say, it's a very confident kind of uh, side-scroller, it isn't, as I say, these things are dime a dozen, mm-hmm. but this one is a good one of those, good. and um, it's not just like a cheap imitation of Limbo or mm. anything like that, it's... It's it, it does its own things and it does them very well to to a good degree. Okay. So nice. yeah, cool. Uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, it for me. Potentially play week. a demo if you uh, uh, can first yeah. to see if you can jive with it and then yeah, and jump into it. Yeah. I, th- I think like if you've played a side-scrolling puzzle game, you probably know what you're getting mm. into. The, the the controls don't need to be twitchy. It's not a twitch-based platformer. Yep. It's very much a puzzle one. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's really colourful and really really delightful. Um, I think you know a younger younger gamer would very much enjoy them. So, so. good, okay, perfect, um, amazing. Uh, Adol, we'll move on to you uh, this week. There's not a huge amount of time left. Um, I, I think I can. You're muted, uh, but I think I can guess what game you're going to discuss this week. If, if, what would Gloomhaven. you guess? Gloomhaven. Oh man, you read my mind. Slash, saw the stream earlier. <laughs> yes. So uh, if um, you know, oh, you played yes, it earlier. We, yeah, as I say, we, yeah. we haven't got a huge amount of time. So I'd I'd love to hear your kind of thoughts on your time with it. But if people want to get an in depth look at how the game plays and this, they can they can find that video mm. currently on on Twitch. Um, to see, uh, uh, it'll you, be up you, on the YouTube. You played soon. a few hours of it as well, didn't you? It's you know you you jumped into it for a little while. Yeah, so uh, I'll just read the blurb on Steam. Whether you're drawn to Gloomhaven by the call of adventure or an avid desire for gold glimmering in the dark, your fate will surely be the same. Gloomhaven is the digital adaptation of the acclaimed board game, and it mixes tactical RPG and dungeon crawling. Um, and basically, yeah, it's. Um, it's a tactile RPG. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on. I spent the, probably the first half hour or 40 minutes doing tutorials and still managing to miss several things in the next hour or two. I, I streamed for about three hours. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, uh, we had, we had some, some people who are Gloomhaven, uh, professionals, <laughs> Uh, who really love the the board game in the chat, and they were really helpful. And I can only imagine playing this as a as a board game because there's so many dependencies, things you could easily mm. miss. Um, and so, like they were saying that one of them was saying that they just they've been playing with a group of playing this game for for two years as a board game with a group of people, and last week realized that they had been fucking up a pretty major rules. They've been playing it wrong for two years. Uh, but it's, I really liked it. I, I found it quite challenging. So it's basically, it's a tactical RPG where you take mercenaries and do quests. And so there's a campaign and it seems like, um, it's quite good. It's all voice acted by a similar, uh, like basically like a narrator. It's like a guy with a Scots accent reading all the things, which I like. I like having good voice acting and not like, like not having to pay, I get like, paying everyone someone for every small voice is a lot and i'd rather have a bunch of characters in your story and having one person as the narrator read them all mm. than trying to get good voices but then the bad voices yeah. for the small characters you know it's it's less less jarring it also makes it more mood like there's more of a mood anyway 
Um, so you take your, you basically have um, a deck of cards that are your moves, and you can give items to your character or whatever. And so I was playing. You start with two characters, and you go in, and you've got, you know. Go find this person in a dungeon, kill everyone in the dungeon, and uh, when they drop loot, you have to end a turn on a space that has loot in order to get it, which is important, because you don't just get to kill things and get the gold that comes out of them. And also, whoever picks it up keeps it, because they're mercenaries, so... I ended my first mission, which was real tough, by the way, um, on easy mode, no less, um, where my tanking character, because he was always trying to get in the way, didn't have time to go pick up stuff, so he had zero gold, and then the other character had 12. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. I kind of wanted to buy a healing potion for my tank, because once an encounter, you can use it and get three health. Oh, but I can't, because I can't just use the... 10 of the gold I have. Ah, shit. Anyway, so the basic premise is you have a deck of cards and you have all of them at your disposal and they each have uh, uh, basically a top half and a bottom half and a number on them. And you pick two and depending on the order, the the number tells you uh, what your initiative is. So where in the turn order of all the characters, including monsters, you'll go. So if you wanted to do things late, you could purposely pick the the card that had the bigger number and put that as your initiative and then pick two. So you basically submit all your pairings, your two cards for each of your characters, and then the monsters do the same, and then you find out the initiative order, and then you just play them. And if you play the top half of one card, you have to play the bottom half of the other. Right, okay. I, I didn't and, pick that up in... Um... In watching. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's like most of the strategy of picking cards is trying to figure out what you want to do and what you're limited on as to what's available in your deck. Because um, uh, and some cards um, they have strong abilities, but if you use that ability, it burns the card, which means it goes into the burn pile and not the discard mm. pile. And then uh, I'm going to say all this technical stuff because then I'll explain how the loop goes. Um, and then you could take a short rest at any uh, instead of like you choose to take a short rest and that basically burn it'll take a card from your discard pile at random and burn it so remove it from for the rest of the encounter uh and then give you all your discarded cards back or you can take a long rest which gives you last in the initiative order and you heal two but you can pick the card that you burn while the short rest, it burns a random card, and you can take it. You can redraw it if it's a card you really wanted at, at the cost of one health, mm. uh, and then still have your turn afterwards. So, but burn cards, like I said, don't come back. So then, really strong abilities. If you use too many in the beginning, then you only have four or five cards to pick before you then have to rest. So, like the actual loop of an encounter is trying to figure out when it's best to burn a card whether that's using a rest or using a really strong ability because that that has a little burn icon because then that whole card gets taken out of the loop and now you're one card down for every loop and if you can't if you can't pick two cards you will get exhausted and you're removed mm-hmm. from the encounter if both of your dudes do that you lose um and so my uh, trying to figure all this out in a pretty diff, like in a reasonably difficult dungeon was right quite interesting. Luckily, you had people in the chat who were like, "Oh, don't don't forget this," because uh, any card can be used. 
instead of using its ability for a generic attack to or move to, depending it so if you want to, if you're using the top of the card, you can instead of using its ability, just use the card as a generic melee attack for two, or if you're using the bottom half of the card, a move for two. And so I kept forgetting that and be like, ah, I don't have any moves. What I'm gonna do? It's like, all right, you can always use a card to move your guy around. Uh, but it was just there's just a lot of mechanics, a lot to balance, mm. and like to be honest, I think it just takes a while to figure out um, that like it it it's really hard to figure out. Like one time I was like, oh, this is a minor gain. I'll do this thing, forgetting that it burnt yeah. the card, and then. Because I had three cards left, it meant it took an entire loop of discard draw away, like uh, resting away from me. When if uh, and it wasn't really worth it, and I just didn't think about it, and and it was just really challenging, um, really interesting. It looks like the lore is quite good, so like it's not just surface dressing story. Um, and like one of the guys in chat was just saying, "Hey, yeah, like." This first encounter is really tough. It took our team like four tries to get through it. And so I put it on easy because I was streaming. Uh, and it's still like I, I lost my tank and was literally. If I didn't kill, get a plus one bonus on my last attack, I wouldn't have killed the guy and then I would have run out of. I wouldn't have had any cards to rest for and I would have lost <laughs> the encounter. That's how. So this first encounter, which normally you think, oh yeah, you leave the city. In an RPG, and you go to a thing, and you just like you, you maybe have some trouble. You breeze through. That's how these games are designed. And this thing was like, nope, you're on easy mode, but also probably will lose. <laughs> um, so it's quite difficult. Uh, and and I'm glad they warned me in the chat because I was I, I almost I almost quit, and I'm glad I didn't because I got through mm. the encounter, and that felt really good. Um, but it also made me really cognizant of like how much you can screw yourself by even early in the game. Being like, oh, I can just use burn a card and I can kill this guy right away. Oh, right, but that means forevermore I'm one card less per rest cycle. And none and like these are lo- these are long encounters, and I'm gonna like go to turn twenty one, mm-hmm. and I have ten cards. So if I burn two cards in the first couple of turns, I'm not gonna make it to turn yeah. twenty one because I'm gonna already be at eight cards left, and that's just not enough loops because it's two cards per turn. Um, anyway, I don't want to bore you with the technical details. I think it, I think it's really, really interesting. It makes me want to see see what I would love to see a YouTube video of people playing the card version because mm. I can't imagine trying to also control the enemies and like the order and initiative and tracking all that because that, that's all got to be manual. And like even every time you attack, you've got a deck of cards which are your. Um, hit uh, attack modifiers and so you'll have like a plus zero a plus one a minus one a plus two a times two and a times zero but it's a deck it's not a die mm. die so if you if you did so you can kind of already know what's been used so you can't get like times zero or times two on if you attack twice mm-hmm. in a turn for example because you've used that card um but then there's things like ranged if you are right beside a ranged attacker or someone who does a ranged attack they get disadvantaged so they'll draw two and take the worst card and depending on and you can you can actually just hover over them and see what their like cards um or what's like what their deck of um bonuses are 
And as soon as you input the moves you want, the cards you want, you then get the initiative order, and you see what all the cards people picked, what the enemies picked. So I, I didn't play really with foresight. I was just concentrating on figuring out my stuff. Um, but I, I'm guessing if you go further on, like I almost never used shield moves and stuff because I was just like panicking trying to do as much damage <laughs> as possible. Um, and I suspect that like when you're a little less panicked, you can be like, oh, this guy's going to attack and this guy's going to attack. So actually it's not worth me hitting one of them and then getting hit for three. I'll, I'll just shield up. Um, and versus, oh, this guy's going to put a shield up. Ah, I'm going to hit him with this character before he goes, because then I'll get hit. I'll hit him before the shield goes up, and like mm. stuff like that. I just like there was just so much. It was very it complicated. It, it, it seems I think incredibly the game... deep. Yeah, and the... I, I saw a quick review on Steam saying the only game that you'll need a guide for the for the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's it, it's good. It's it's definitely not. So I've been playing a lot of card based mm. games this year. This is not, and I think that like lulled me to a sense of ah, strategy with card games is good. I like it, but like a lot of these are medium level or they scale really well. And this is like, nope, you're playing <laughs> this game. You're in it, man. <laughs> like I can't remember the f- last time I played. A game that wasn't super twitchy on easy on like level one or like first sort of stage, uh, and just almost got completely trounced. <laughs> and some of that was learning curve, but also it just was difficult. Like it was just hard. Like the mm-hmm. like some of the enemies, like the skeleton enemies. Um, if they've got nothing better to do, they'll throw a shield up. They have five health, but also one of their moves is heal for two. And so you're like, ah, cool. That means I have to bank on them healing for two. So it's kind of like, oh, there's five enemies on here. I kind of just want to not deal with these skeletons because when I, if I hit them, but can't kill them, they just heal up. And sure, it means they won't swipe at me. But is that really worth my attack yeah. cards? Just like staving them off by making them stop and heal. Uh, it was, it was just like, oh, I, I can see how healing is such a. It feels like a bigger burden than in other games I've played, where it's like, oh, they healed, but it's okay, I'll just, mm, just it, 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 slice it, right it through. It seemed... Because uh, um, I, I I had to duck out of, of watching for a couple of them work calls, uh, but from that first encounter, it seemed like a just a constant balance of, right, I need to move, I need to attack, I need to position my characters, I then need to react to what these other mobs are doing uh, you know you know the, the, the first room almost lulled you into that f- a full sense of security because the first three enemies were pretty easy and then you moved into the next room and there was a little bit more strategy to it there were some traps on the ground so, so some spaces that you couldn't move into and it, it seemed to progress you in, in, in a reasonable way in that um, kind of here is an encounter and it's kind of easy but then you move into the next room and We've just ramped it up a bit. And now you're in the third room, and we've gone boop. Oh yeah, it was it was it was much mm. harder. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm I'm curious. It's definitely not a game I would like casually put on af- at the end of a long mm. day. I think mm. is the thing. Um, I kind of also 
it's a shame there isn't a multiplayer as far as I know because I can see how playing this tabletop where you are, like, I'm a mercenary and you're yeah. a mercenary, we could have some strategic talk across, which would be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely will play more of this game. Um, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to stream um, this week uh, is because... It's been early access since uh, July 2019, so they've mm-hmm. been doing the, I think, now the uh, the better norm of early access, which is like grinding it out with the community, mm-hmm. figuring things out, ironing out bugs. But the full release is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so by the time this hits YouTube and pod, uh, podcasts, like it's out. Um, and I, I, I'm super curious... Um, so, like, there'll be a new build. I obviously was playing uh, one of the press builds, but I assume not. It can't be that much, but I'm curious what the patch notes are. Again, one of the crazy things is, like, I played for three hours, and I got through a tutorial, and I owned the first encounter, and then I played a lot of the second encounter and died on the very last enemy. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't pull off the same trick twice. Um... I also, but also, it was like, oh, I was not an entertaining streamer because, like, that last, like, half hour, I, I was like, oh, it's just, like, so intense, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going poorly. I can just see it's going poorly. And I'm, like, just staring at the screen, me mumbling to myself, like, oh, right, there's people. <laughs> Sorry, people. Um, I did that. Like, you know, like, I usually talk through, I'm picking mm-hmm. this card, I'm picking this because of that. Even... Like, it ramped up so quickly, like, even when there were, like, people that, luckily, people in the chat were chatting with each other. But I was just already being, like, click, 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 click. Yeah, I think, ooh, no, I, I messed that up. And But it was all reactionary talk. I wasn't really, like, doing, I wasn't talking out mm-hmm. my strategy. It was just, like, click, click. Because I was just, it was just, it got me. Like, the intensity of the strategy and, like, that ramping up really did make me want to play more of it. Nice, even though good. I'm kind of afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically uh magic the gathering if it had bdsm <laughs> no <laughs> magic I mean, magic magic's got bdsm in it isn't it it's, i'm pretty sure that's probably a part of it um <laughs> no it has allusions oh, to okay. bdsm because it's ages yeah, 13 yes, and up yes. um it'd be interesting to see if in a couple of weeks time you've gone back and started over again uh, you know what that difference might be between that early build and then you know 1.0 or whatever it is in in a couple of weeks time uh, um, to see whether that uh, ramping up has lessened slightly uh, um, you know mm. to, to bring more people in because I would imagine that early access caters very much towards people who play the board game you know people who are yeah, interested yeah. in this already like wow they're making a computer game about this perfect let's let's go and play this mm-hmm. um yeah, rather than the casual player and then suddenly it's it's full release it's on steam it's on the front page or whatever they they get for that and they start bringing other people into it so it'd be interesting to see how that first bit kind of ramps up uh, and how difficult that is so yeah be be cool to see what your thoughts are in a couple of weeks time if it's if it's a case that you've played another three hours and gone, no, it's exactly the same. It, it did it did all the things that it did, yeah. or you've gone, yeah, I've just chucked 10, 15 hours into this, um, you know, because yeah. it onboarded a little bit easier, it, it ramped up a little bit better, and, and suddenly I can just feel that 
stepping up during that progression just a little bit uh, better because from again from some of the chat uh, um it sounded like people had put you know like 80 hours into the early access build early access uh, yeah. and i had to put you know and i've spent days and days and days playing with friends on the board game version as well uh, and i can imagine it's one of those games that you know you can get through and it is an 80 hour game it's one of those big rpgs yeah but also it's a game that you could put 300 hours into you know it's 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 a game that you come back to all year and just keep playing and keep going and grinding it out and doing different things doing different combinations of characters and all of those sort of things so yeah uh, super interested in how this goes. I'll, I'll never play it because I just, <laughs> I, I just don't have the the capacity or the time for something like that these days. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, just 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 reading through the reviews, it does seem like most of the people playing are the people who played the uh, mm. board game and they love yeah. it, but. You know, one or two things from people who who haven't played okay. it, um, and they seem to be getting on with it Good. as well. So, I think it's like if you like rich RPGs. Then... Yeah, I mean, I will I will say that I spent the first like half hour, thirty five minutes of the stream going through the first five stages mm-hmm. of the tutorial. There's like eleven, uh, and one of them, but like these are tutorial stages where it's like, and you lose, right? Like uh, now, figure out how to not lose. Um, like because the tooltips and onboarding in the tutorial, like it's 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 one of those things where it's like you are learning how to play the game, and we expect you to not win. Um, like you know how some, especially in SRPGs, they'll be like, there's one correct path of um, set of actions you have to do in the right order to pass the tutorial level. But because there's so many things, and like they they. The one thing they take out in the tutorials is the attack modifier deck. So all the attacks just hit the way they say on the right. cards rather than potentially hitting for stronger or weaker or nothing or double or whatever, right? Um, but, like, it's not handhold. Like, this, they want you to figure it out mm-hmm. with your brain. They're not going to say, hey, even the one where it's like, there are two traps. Um, you, you're going to need to jump. Uh, it It wasn't. It just said you now have like you have a move that that it says move three and jump and so I thought it meant move three and jump and so I moved two, and it said skip movement and then it's like okay do you want to attack I was like no no ah I messed it up um and he, and also there like a lot of the tutorial was like you need to beat this enemy in one turn mm. which is like a which is not the way the game works but it, I think it's very smart because it teaches you about how the cards discard and you have to do a thing to get mm. them back. So by having the tutorial being like your card, like you you get one shot at this, it's it's putting you in the mindset of do as much as possible yeah. at all times. <laughs> um, so I did the first five levels of the tutorial and like I got I got into the swing of things. So then I started the campaign. Okay. Um, and the campaign. They've said most stuff should just copy over. There might be some save game problems on the odd person where you can copy files to move it over if you want to keep okay. your progress. Other than that, it's the same. It's similar enough. It should just work Good. on nice. tomorrow's version. But yeah, 
So, so. Uh, I, yeah, I am, I know I will play more of it, but I don't know how much because I don't know how often I'll like want to be in that yes. mental yeah. space. Yeah, that's fair. Completely. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Pain. Good. Good. Mm. Let's uh, let's finish there then for uh, for this week. Get out of our own mm-hmm. mental space of drinking and games and talk about the beers that we have drunk this evening. Just as a, a little roundup from the evening, uh, I, I'm going to jump straight in because I uh, I think I have a clear beer this week and it's the Super 8 IPA um, I, I oh. really liked it even even with it being a slightly more malt forward uh, more trad kind of IPA um, I think the brown the Belgian brown could have done a little bit more um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's easy as a, as an IPA gave me uh, enough that I would very easily go in somewhere and be like, "Yeah, I will absolutely drink that uh, if I saw it. Yeah. Uh, if I saw it in on tap uh, somewhere." So that's it um, for me this week, uh, Lucy. As you as you drank the brown as well, mm. but also the f- Flandrian. Uh, do you do you have yes. a, a pick? Yeah, I, I will say that the um, the brown ale grew on mm-hmm. me over time. To be honest, um, as as you say, like. Wish, wish that brown ale did just a little bit more. It was a bit more deep, and uh, mm. for me, a bit earthier. But um, it still felt like, like, you know, I sipped on it slowly after all that carbonation went. It still felt like I had a proper mm. beer, you know, but not too, but not heavy enough where it's like, you know, maybe couldn't have another one or anything, but but could be easily just, you know, um, satiated and. You know, complete with just that one as well. Um, it had it had enough like um, darkness and I think like the, you know, the chocolateiness and the the vanilla did enough to to make 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 that that could be the last beer that you have for the night as well. So yeah, it did grow on me. Uh, but yeah, I think immediately um, the Blondale was just wow. It was just very good. It's it's everything you want from a Blondale, and it was crisp. It was um, had had a nice bit of maltiness, a nice bit of sweetness, um, bit of spice, and all things nice. And it was just, it was just really. It, it was sad that we don't get enough, you know, of that style yeah. over here, you know, from from craft breweries or otherwise. So, um, yeah, I I will, if I was to seek out another one, it would definitely be that one. I'd buy, let's say, I'd buy five bottles of the blonde and maybe. One or two oh, of the okay. brand. Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, um, Ado, uh, how do you feel about the two beers? Uh, I... Ooh. So, I really like the Flandrian as well. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, it just had enough nuance, and I, it's also been a minute since I've had a blonde, and it just... It did all the things I wanted. It at like, two steps below where I thought I would want them, but in a way that made me really appreciate it. Uh, again, it's that... Um, that nuance and that balance was really excellent. But that's also why I like the Primus, which is like one of the best lagers I've mm. had in I don't know how long. Like if I could get one of those lagers, um, I guess, well, here's the thing is I'm not often in the mood strictly for a lager and where the Primus excels is not being a strict lager. So actually if I wouldn't reach for it if I was in the mood for a lager. Like, like oh, I want something really fizzy and summery. But if I 
but it's the lager I would want most of the time, if that makes sense, just because mm-hmm. I don't often find myself in that mood. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit of a contradiction in some ways. Um, but I think I think I'm going to go with the Flandrian because I just think it's a well balanced mm-hmm. uh, blonde. It has a, a, a little more going for it. Uh, it has just enough percentage to sort of buff out those those subtle nuanced tastes, stitch mm-hmm. them together a bit. Um, yeah, like if I just uh, the the slight vanilla, the bit in the nose, the coriander, that it just like there's a, stuff you could easily miss, but because everything else is again a step down, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Are, that's my okay. pick. Nice. Uh, and I'm glad I'm in Birmingham because I can have the others as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, didn't, you didn't share your box between the, you know, because no. in a Bristol lot. No, absolutely. Nice to be able to experience kind of all four uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to yeah. the other and two. Thank yeah. you very much to uh, Hacked and the and their PR uh, yes, for reaching absolutely. out and sending us over those beers. And also thank you to the PR and publishers of all of the games that we've talked about this evening, um, which we have had codes for. If you want to talk to us about beer or video games, you can get us at Tanks Up Cast over on Twitter or occasionally on Instagram. We see it if you chat to us or follow <laughs> us or do whatever on there, but we don't go on it very much. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. You can get me at Nova underscore 47 and play games of Lemnis Gate with me if you like. Uh, Lucy is... <laughs> I'm Juicy Leaves 9 and I'm going to jump in Lemnis Gate <laughs> just so Ben can rank up. <laughs> I won't leave the match. Amazing. I'll just, 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 just leave yeah, it just idle sit there and do some work while I just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah completely. Uh, is... At the Omniarch. And you can get all of us over on outoflives.net. You can see our beautiful faces there or on our YouTube page. Or join us, if you don't, on Twitch uh, each and every week as we stream the episodes live. And you can see our beers and chat to us as we are drinking them. Otherwise, drop us a follow, subscribe, like, share, all of that sort of stuff on whatever platform you are listening or watching us on. Thank you for joining us this evening. We will see you next week. We've been tanked up. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. www.outoflives.net